everyone. I'd like to invite you to listen to a new podcast called Artrageous. It's a podcast about the truly outrageous stories of the art and design world. I'm your host, Carrie, and each week we'll cover stories that are just plain crazy. Join me every Thursday for a new episode with stories from art theft, fraud, crime, and mysteries to designer drama, fun conversation tidbits, and discussions about current events. Find Artrageous wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Until then, stay Artrageous. Stove Leg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to the 107th episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. This week we have Ethan Graham, ticket sales executive and public address announcer for the Akron Rubber Ducks, AA affiliate of the Cleveland Guardians. If you like this episode, make sure to go back and listen to the older episodes. Um, there's so many great interviews back there with, with amazing people. Go check that out. Um, what do I got to do to shout out some people All you guys need to do is drop a rating and comment on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us drive up the charts, helps out the business aspect a little bit. So please go ahead, drop a rating and comment on Apple Podcasts. Um, I know you guys listen on a number of different platforms and uh, streams, but please do that for me. Um, I'll shout you out here on the podcast and on Twitter. So please go ahead and do that. Speaking of Twitter, make sure to go follow the designated Twitter account for the podcast at Pulling Tarp Pod. That's where you can find all up-to-date news about the Pulling Tarp Podcast, and that's where you can reach out about becoming a guest. Um, if there's any businesses that are looking for any unique marketing opportunities, that's where sponsors can reach out as well. And if you really want to, you can also follow me personally on Twitter at It's R.A. Kuhn. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. It's not a lot, but we do have merchandise. I'm going to work on maybe tweeting that out sometime this week. Uh, you can now get Pulling Tart Podcast stickers, coffee mugs, and wall art. Uh, you can find that on the Pulling Tart Podcast Twitter account in our bio. There's a link tree there. Or you can go to tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. With all that being said, let's chat with Ethan Graham. I'd like to invite you to listen to a new podcast called Artrageous. It's a podcast about the truly outrageous stories of the art and design world. I'm your host, Carrie, and each week we'll cover stories that are just plain crazy. Join me every Thursday for a new episode with stories from art theft, fraud, crime, and mysteries to designer drama, fun conversation tidbits, and discussions about current events. Find Artrageous wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Until then, stay Artrageous.
Ethan, welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. Super excited to have you on, man. Um, I think, I'm pretty positive, you're the only other PA announcer besides myself that's been on the show. Oh, yeah. So, how There's does that feel? jobs out there, man. It's a, it's a really fun job, and uh, you get to watch the game, but uh, that, that, that is a, that's not necessarily surprising. There's just not a lot of those jobs out there, as you know, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I was the media relations and marketing guy in Beloit before they got the okay. new stadium and new ownership and stuff like that. So I doubled as the DJ and the PA announcer during all the home games. Is that the uh, the snappers there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was the snappers. So, um, yeah, not a, not a, a lot of huge crowds out there, um, but I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, so what's what's your uh, what's your favorite part about being the PA announcer for the Rubber Ducks? Oh, definitely being able to watch the games. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big fan of the game of baseball. It's definitely my favorite sport. And so um, at the double A level, you see high draft picks, top prospects, top 10 guys in organizations and top, um, you know, top 100 guys in the league, depending on what list you look at, obviously come through and and play you know I've seen Adley Rushman last year you know I saw Grayson Rodriguez who's also in the Baltimore organization you know um Spencer Torkelson obviously you know he's he's up with Detroit right now and um this past weekend we had Nick Gonzalez in from um Altoona who's Pittsburgh's affiliate yeah and um he's he's um you know their their organization's top prospect again depending on which list you look at but he's definitely high up there you know great bat um great speed and he really flew around the bases and um he, he, I was reading um, that he had an over 500 on base in college. So, and pretty much no matter which league you play in, that's absolutely ridiculous. So, For definitely sure. favorite part of uh, announcing the games is getting the season. 2013 and but, you know, nine, also, three games up this you know, Other parts of the game as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that that is definitely one of the best parts. Is like, there's not a lot of positions as far as the front office goes that gets to watch the games. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. And then like the camaraderie between you and the rest of the, the, um, the press box there, that that's always fun as well. Um, but yeah, you mentioned my guys, Grayson and, uh, Adley, they, they played in Delmarva with, you know, when I was there a couple years ago. So I know those guys pretty well. I'll tell you, Adley Rushman, when we were playing them last year, he blocked the ball and then he was able to get to it so quickly and just the way he could pick it up and, and fire it, like, you know, just the time he was able to collect the ball and throw it to second base was, was truly impressive. And just his approach at the plate as well. Like, you see a lot of prospects get talked up as potential MVPs and, um, you know, kind of career projections and that sort of thing. And I think when he, he, you know, made that play and just seeing his approach at the plate for five or six games, whatever it was, was was very impressive. I can't wait to see him up oh. uh, this year. He should be playing in the majors. You know, it's no question, but obviously he's dealing with an injury right now. So hopefully, hopefully he can get healthy. Yeah, he's, I mean, I've seen a lot of, you know, I, I mainly worked in single A, so I've seen a lot of single A catchers, and sure. he is just, you know, just so good. Like double, triple, quadruple, you know, the amount of talent that you see in most single A catchers at that point. Obviously he's in triple A now. Um, but yeah, or, well, he's coming back from an injury right now, but yeah, he, he's the man. He's going to be awesome for sure. He's a real deal, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, this isn't a video podcast, but your cat just ran right across yeah. the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, he's all over the place. I, uh, yeah, Jamie and I just just got him a couple uh, months ago, like end of February. So he's, uh, yeah, he's very very really likes to talk. He's a he's a good guy, as you can hear. Yeah, my my dog. I have to I have to lock him out of the room because he he will bark and howl and. And stuff like that. He's cute, but um, very, very noisy. He's a beagle, so. Oh yeah, they like to they like to talk a lot. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, so I don't know about you, but I have like a recurring dream, and a lot of people make fun of me for this. But so we had a sponsored read for all of the foul balls in Beloit, and it was sponsored by. An, an auto body, you know, collision center or whatever, a glass company. And, um, it was Drevdal auto body. And I was supposed to say, that's another Drevdal auto body. And then the crowd was supposed to scream foul ball. Well, there wasn't, there wasn't really a big enough crowd to, um, to do that. But so I always like, I, I seriously have dreams where I'm waking up saying that's another Drevdal auto body foul ball. Um, and this is, how many years has it been since I've worked there? Since like 2016. So it's been it's been a minute since since I I was reading those PA announcements. So are there any sponsored reads that you get really tired of doing, or that or that are just like ingrained in your brain? Yeah, no, no, not really. I don't think there's any I'm necessarily tired of doing. Uh, no reads I'm necessarily tired of doing rather, but um, we had the first foul ball of every half inning sponsored. So um, that's definitely a popular one, depending on the size of the crowd. I'll like uh, try and get them to do it. But yeah. uh, like kind of like you were saying with, with that, with that auto business, um, no, there's no re- reads I really get tired of. Um, you know, there's ones I certainly look forward to and look forward to less. Like maybe um, there's like a, uh, uh, a hot dog race video where it's just a video it's not people in the hot dog suits like um, our friends up in cleveland have the, the hot dog race so right. we should have a video of it and there's like you know it's it's kind of obvious who's gonna win so you know trying to you can only do that in so many ways but at the same time it's a good challenge to try and make things like that interesting so i don't think there's anything i'm necessarily like uh, like dreading or not looking forward to but there's definitely ones where like, um, I'll be at the end of a read and I just like, don't even need to turn the next page. I just kind of do it out of habit, but yeah, um, no, I don't, I think, I think it's, I think it's pretty interesting and I just try and read them as smoothly and as professionally as possible. So it's kind of, um, an intrinsic challenge, you know, and I'm reading a business's read for, you know, the, the 50th time this season. It's not right. Really exactly. Exactly. I, I totally get that. Uh, we had a car race. It was sponsored by... Um, a car dealership and there were like eight different outcomes of the race in Delmarva and I was in charge of the video board and so we would always take bets or like we would have like standings like everybody in the press box would like be like oh i want the red car i want the blue car you know and like we would all tally it up and i think the the winner at the end of the season got like a case of beer or something like that so that was a lot of fun yeah that's that's fun. I like to hear that. With, with with this one, we only have three outcomes, and we had another video where it was, it was uh, sponsored by National Interstate Insurance, a uh, 
where people would get in um, these car suits, like two, three-person suits. There's a car, a bus, and a truck. And we did those to tape last year just because um, field access, as I'm sure you've heard, was very restricted at yeah. the minor league level last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, we only had a couple of those videos as well. So it was also, again, you know, another challenge to do to you know, do that um, you know, differently. You know, 60 openings a year, 58 openings, whatever it ended up being. But, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't – I, I really look forward to, you know, going going to the ballpark every day, especially on game days and, and, you know, getting the reads. And I look forward to the game all day, like nine to five wise. I'm in sales, but I, I look forward to, you know, truly every part of, uh, of being a public address announcer, um, you know. Yeah, that was always my favorite part of the day as well. Yeah, um, yeah it's just awesome getting, to, getting paid to watch baseball, you know. Um, it doesn't get much better than that, man. Right, right. So... I gotta ask, do you like do anything to your voice like when you do PA announcing? Do you lower your voice or anything like that? I've been experimenting with um, you know, lowering my voice a little bit this year. I think last year, you know, this last year is the first time I did baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a baseball public address announcing thing. So um, I've done volleyball and ice hockey okay. and uh, basketball before and uh, I was always a big baseball fan. I was familiar with this sport and I like to think, you know, I I follow it pretty closely and, and, you know, kind of the direction things are going and familiar with, you know, the ins and outs of baseball. So I wasn't necessarily uncomfortable, but I just think getting used to doing that over basketball, you know, where it's uh, every foul, every point, or, 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 you know, hockey, where it's, you know, only uh, for a couple occurrences a game. I think there was an adjustment there, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I def, definitely comfortable, definitely feel good. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, I, so I talked to Jamie, you know, a while back and she would, you know, when she was on the podcast and, um, you were, you were right there. Uh, how shocked were you that Tim broke up with Alyssa on the video board? Yeah, that was certainly a fun, (laughs) uh, you know, a fun thing that we did. And I obviously got to read that out loud and, uh, you never know, you never know what's going to happen. Right. I think that's one of the best parts of the job is Mm -hmm. you never know what's going to happen when you show up at work, you know, you can see, you know, some super rare occurrence like a no hitter i know we had a game going to the ninth inning where um you know a team was getting no hit you know you could see you know a multi-home run game anything like that mm-hmm. um, you know you, you just you just never you just never know it's gonna happen and um you know in game you know things like that that happen you know within our in-park entertainment you know you never know what's gonna happen and things it obviously took on a life of its own and it's very cool to you know look at all these these sports blogs picking it up and yeah you know, send it to friends and things like that and you know, it's just, it makes you, you know, it reminds you, you know, we're not like obviously at the major league level, you know, my voice isn't, you know, out there, you know, 80, 160 times a year or anything like that. And that's not an issue, obviously, but you know, it is, it is pro baseball, you know, people are paying mm-hmm. attention, scouts, you know, hardcore fans, the people in the park and, yeah. um, you know, obviously, you know, media, Twitter, you know, everything, it's, it's out there, you know, there's, there's a record of it and, um, you know, you never know what's going to happen truly. Yeah. Yeah. That that was wild when that when that caught fire on Twitter. That was awesome. I love. Yeah, I remember I went to bed and then the next day, you know, it was it was just getting bigger and bigger. And then I think the next day I woke up, it it continued to get bigger. So it was just cool to you know be a part of that. And you know, most importantly, just anything where um, you know I can get positive attention for our organization and specifically the people I work with um, on the production of the game. uh, You know, it's it's very that that's you know more 
or what's interesting to me at a personal level, it is kind of cool to hear me attached to this, but I think what's good for our organization, you know, it takes, it is more of interest and I feel better about that. For sure. For sure. So obviously in addition to your responsibilities as being the PA announcer, you're also part of the ticket sales team. And I always ask, you know, my, my salespeople that come on here, um, what is the number one secret to sales according to you? Yeah, there's absolutely not one. Uh, so, I mean, every, like everything's different. I mean, you're dealing with people, and I like to think I'm a pretty good people person as well as a baseball person. And, um, you know, people are different. You know, they're, they're dynamic. No phone calls are going to be the same. Yes, I might try have similar conversations and sell similar products, phone call to right. phone call, and maybe there's a lot of things that are the same, but not everything's the same. So I don't think there's a, a number one secret to sales, but what I do try and do when I – I get on the phone with people is um, just try and be genuine. And, you know, I've, I've kind of, um, you know, been all over the place, you know, the last couple of years that I'm now finally starting to get settled in, in Akron here and I've moved around a bit, but I found that if you treat people nice and um, you know, you work hard and good things tend to happen. And I think, you know, it's not like um, it's not like I'm selling like a blender or something. When I call these people up, I'm trying to sell them baseball tickets at a very reasonable price. So I think that also makes it easier. But I honestly think, you know, if you're genuine to people, um, obviously knowing the product, um, uh, is my, my second year with with our organization selling our, our ticket packages and and group packages and, and, you know, uh, other things, um, being more familiar with products certainly helps. Um, you know, experience certainly helps, but is there a number one secret? Is there a number one secret? No, absolutely not. Like my, the way I do things are going to be different than what someone else does, how someone else, you know, on our sales staff does things and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, I just think, you know, being genuine, um, to people and, and, you know, just, just real, like try not to screw people over, obviously. Like I, it's, you know, I, um, you know, I, I think that I, I would certainly be in the market for, uh, these tickets and some of our products if I wasn't working for the team or if I was somewhere sure. else in a minor league market or professional market. So I think, you know, just how would I want to be treated if I was cold called or something like that? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I, I personally think half of it is just like relating to people. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, if, if somebody has a picture of a dog on their desk, you know, like, you know, start talking about your dog or, or, you know, um, I just, I really think that's, you know, almost half of it really. But, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. There's not, there's not a one secret to sales. It's, you yeah. know, it's, it's different for each person and each client for that instance. So, yeah. And I think you can kind of do that in a way where people think that you're, um, you know, just trying to be their friend to sell them something. But I think, you know, again, you can do it in a way where you're genuinely curious. Like, I don't know. I try and be be as authentic in these conversations as I can. And um, before I started working for the Akron Rubber Ducks, I was in um, collections where I would call businesses up and I would try and um, garnish people's wages, you know, essentially. Um, so I was pretty comfortable with, with difficult conversations mm-hmm. on the phone and just talking on the phone. So that definitely helped as well. But you know, I, I do think, you know, like you said, um, relating to people is, is obviously a huge part of it. And, you know, like I said, um, you know, when, when you talk baseball with people, that certainly helps as well. That's something that's in my pocket that helps me relate to people. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, have you had to do any collections for, for the rubber ducks? 
Like no, not yet. But um, if anyone's listening to this, and you know, be aware. <laughs> listening to this. No, just kidding. No, I haven't. And uh, it's uh, yeah, we'll we'll look to keep it that way, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, you got to do right. In um, in Beloit, I I was telling our team president like my dad my dad owns his own business in Pennsylvania. And he has to do his own collections, and sometimes that that gets kind of nasty. And um, I was I was telling the team president this, and and uh, he's like he's like, so you, you think you can do some collections for us, huh? And I was like I was like, yeah, I can certainly try. And he's like, you know, these are sponsors that that bought sponsorships and never paid, you know. And um, so he he said like, whatever you collect, I'll give you fifty percent commission on it. Pretty good deal. And I was like. Okay, okay, and there, there was there was one time um, it was a barbecue place, and like I went in there and I, you know, went a little bit before lunchtime, and uh, it was right next to the radio station where we were recording marketing spots for, and um, I asked the owner, you know, for for the money, and he was like, well, you know, you gotta you gotta call me at this time, and blah blah blah, blah. and I like. I actually like made a scene in the middle of like their lunch rush and um sure enough like I called him you know he, he was like you gotta call me at eight o'clock like right on the dot you like that's where I'm at my desk writing checks and I would roll out of bed call him from my cell phone and sure enough I I think it was like four payments of like two hundred dollars but I ended up getting it and yeah. um that was not that was nice I, I did it for a couple other businesses as well but yeah Hopefully, never have to do that for the team. No, no, with ticket sales, I don't think that should be much of an issue. No, no. Um, so, what is the best sale that you've ever gotten? It doesn't have to be the the biggest. Yeah. Just what you think is the best. I would say, um, I don't know, maybe uh, there, there's this guy, Dave, when he buys a very small ticket package and... Um, he was someone's client before me, but like every time I call this guy, or we pick up the phone, email, whatever it is, I feel like, you know, we're truly, you know, just, just talking back and forth as friends. And like, even though, like you said, it's not a big sale and I don't think, you know, even if you wouldn't have prefaced your question like that, I would have answered any differently. Yeah. But I think it's like the ones where, um, you know, we're, we're tr- truly doing business where like, you know, I'm hooking him up with baseball tickets, you know, so he gets something good out of it. I get something good out of it. But I think it's like, I don't want to say we're friends necessarily because I'm not really grabbing a beer at this guy outside of work, but we have like a genuinely good relationship where like if there's something wrong in our ballpark or, you know, some, you know, something like that, he can come to me or like, you know, we can just talk about the game, you know, seats, whatever, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, and then this guy also, he, uh, like we do those fan shots during the game, obviously like the Tim and Alyssa spot, you know, pretty much mm-hmm. that exact same thing. He, mm-hmm. he will like write me messages and I'll like read them out loud or like, thanks <laughs> for the seat and like have a good summer or fall, whatever it was, you know, at the end of September last year, you know, on the video board, you know, thanks for working with me this year. So I think that's kind of cool, you know, that he takes the yeah. time out of his day to do that. And it means a lot to me, you know, even though it's just, you know, 10 seconds on a Thursday in August, you know, and like, uh, it means a lot to me to take the time to, do that so i'd say i'd say my guy my guy dave uh is someone who comes to mind when i you know think of like what's the best sale i've had of course you have things that um you know have have bigger potential to benefit the company more and um 
you know, there's great things about, you know, uh, selling other things smaller than, than small ticket packages, but that's, yeah. that's one that comes to mind to answer your question. That's awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, it's all about building those relationships, man. It is. We're in the relationship business and, um, I'm pretty personable and, uh, it's, it's just fun to talk to people. It's, it's, it's a good challenge. I'm also, you know, somewhat competitive and yeah. in the workplace, you know, it, I, I generally want to get to a good job and, um, you add in, you know, something that uh, I'm very passionate about is, is the game of baseball and professional baseball. Then, you know, me do wanting to do a good job is just double down versus where, you know, like, um, I've worked in like grocery stores and that collections job I told you about, you know, you want to do a good job because you're a prideful person. You don't, you right. know, the, the company's giving you a shot, but, um, specifically in Akron, you know, our, our, our owner, um, Ken Babby and our general manager, Jim Fanner have done a lot for me. And, uh, my, my, um, direct supervisor, Dave Burke, he's, um, you know, the oversees our sales team, you know, those guys have done a lot for me and I know our fans will expect a good product and, um, I know our leadership team does and the people around me do. So I just want to do the best job as possible. Truly. You know what I mean? That. For sure. That's awesome. Um, so are you, I know you're from Ohio and you're a Browns fan and we're going to, we're going to get into that later. Are you a Reds fan or a Guardians fan? Yeah, I'm a Reds fan. My okay. mom, um, grew up in Cincinnati in the seventies, um, during the big red machine era. So, um, I kind of split, uh, you know, both of those teams. I lived in Columbus during high school, and you'll see um, people in Columbus. It's not that unusual that they do that, or they're Bengals and Guardians fans. Um, okay. Um, you know, Columbus is pretty much geographically located right in between Cincinnati and Cleveland. So, right. You know, um, it's not that uncommon. And my dad took me to to a Browns game when I was like really young. It would have been 2004, and like there was a snowstorm and. It was negative ten degrees, and Ladanian Tomlinson uh, ran all over the grounds. <laughs> very disappointing. Yeah, but it's you know it's things like that that get you hooked. And um, I'm a season ticket holder, diehard Browns fan, and you know I, I do like the Reds too, but they they're just awful right now. They're unwatchable. I hate to say it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, well, that kind of sounds like my hometown, where it's right in the middle of Pennsylvania. So uh, like half of the town is pittsburgh fans and half the town is philly fans and i'm and i'm on the philly side so yeah i'm unfortunately sometimes but yeah yeah, yeah i mean uh the, the phillies are starting to play some, play some good baseball this year obviously they bounced back after they got no hit over the weekend yeah yeah oh man um what's it like working with former guest and friend of mine marco lanave yeah, Marco's, Marco's truly one of the best people I've ever worked with. Like, just, you know, um, during during the season, he moves over to our press box, which is off of our sales floor at more of an office space area. And, okay. uh, you know, obviously, he needs he needs some more privacy. I'm sure to be more productive in that time. But in the off season, um, I, I sat near him on our sales floor. And just the amount of information that, um, you know, Marco's, you know, is able to produce, whether it be on the phone or knowledge about our products or just... Um, you know, how to treat people, be relatable to people. Um, he, he's, uh, you can tell he's a sponge. He learns a lot. And I try to, try to learn a lot from him and, um, you know, going away from sales, obviously he has a media, um, role too, much bigger than mine. So, um, anytime I meet maybe, you know, a small piece of information about roster moves or pronunciation, he's, he's great at connecting me with, um, the appropriate parties or helping me individually. So, I mean, Marco is a great guy. Uh, you know, I, I, he's definitely one of the people. 
um, that I look forward to seeing every day when I go into work. And some of my best memories last summer when I was starting with our organization were um, if we'd arrive to the uh, to work at the same time and just talking about the, you know the, the previous night's game or how players are performing. You know, you know, I mean, just the game of baseball. So, yeah. so he's a, he's a great guy. You know, I I look forward to seeing Mark every day, and I really learned a lot from him over over this winter and um, early in the spring when he was sitting with us over in where my office is. Yeah, yeah, he's just like the nicest all around person. Yeah, and, absolutely. And uh, he, you know, a lot of the radio guys when they came to Beloit. They, they would complain about the press box or the town or the hotel or Marco Marco never complained about any of that he was sure. he, he was just there he loved you know being at the ballpark and and yeah. calling the games and um, really really great to work with actually so um, yeah love Marco um, and he was one of like the very early guests on this podcast so really? yeah yeah so yeah, shout that, out to him. that doesn't surprise me at all that he was he was happy to be there. He was yeah. happy to be here, here with us. And I don't believe it. Yeah. I'm trying to think. He, he might have... No, I think he was... He just made the move to Akron, I think, when he was on the podcast. I was thinking maybe he was in Jacksonville, but um, no, I think he was in Akron at that point. So, um, dude, you're, da- you're dating a now former co-worker um, yeah. and former guest, Jamie Vanneman. Um, I am. <laughs> you guys live together too, right? Yep. Yeah. If uh, I know you said this podcast is uh, audio only, but this background may look very familiar. Yeah. Uh, specifically, yeah, yeah. We live together, so we, um, you know, started dating over last summer, and then um, obviously still together. Is uh, she has transitioned to to a different opportunity, and um, she's great. You know, the absolute love of my life at Big Rock um, in my life, and someone who understands uh, me personally and understands the business of minor league baseball. Yeah. So she's great. She's great. Yeah. That's, that's very important. I think I told her, um, I was like, I don't know how you guys are making it work. Um, it sounds like you guys have a bigger front office, but I dated a coworker one time and it was the worst decision I ever made. A, a, a MILB coworker. So, yeah, I mean, it, it certainly, you know, has the potential to, uh, not work out well, but um, Jamie and I are truly great together. And, um, you know, I think she mentioned the last time you had, had her on, we were working in pretty much entirely separate departments and had yeah. offices away from each other and on a game day basis wouldn't necessarily interact every day um, unless it was, it was to our choosing. I mean, we would, of course, you know, it's a small ballpark. You see pretty much everyone, but sure. there was definitely some space um, in season as well. And I just think, you know, we, we also had a really great connection and like, I feel like, you know, we could have gotten along great even if we wouldn't have met at work. So, um, you know, I really can't say enough positive things about her. And also it's just, um, tremendous the, the help she's been to me this year, you know, um, whether it's like packing me lunch or, um, you know, just being, just understanding, I guess the, the climate, the, the, the setting of that goes on yeah. day in and day out with minor league baseball, but, um, you know, specifically to have some understanding of our organization and um, someone who I can come to, come home to, and understand those things is, uh, is it means the world to me. It's a very big part of my life. So yeah, yeah. Shout out to her. She she kind of set this up. She told me to yeah. message you, and and we finally made it work out. So so shout out to Jamie. She's a real MVP. For sure. Yeah. Um,
At True Crime Cast, we cover the big names and cases that everybody wants to hear. But we specialize in the small town unknown cases you've never heard of. If you're listening to True Crime Cast, you'll hear us give the details of each case and our analysis of whether or not justice is served. Find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. Y'all should go ahead and subscribe and join in on the conversation. I'm Jamie. And I'm John. This is True Crime Cast. Dude, working in the MILB industry, it, the fans are fantastic, but yeah. there, is, there is sometimes where you get some weird interactions. Mm-hmm. What's the weirdest interaction that you've had with a fan? I mean, there's, there's plenty to choose from. Um, I think it's people who, people who consistently, I mean, I get those, they know some demographics out there who won't necessarily use um, social media or more popular forms of messaging. So I think people who, um, call or organization up, uh, generally, I mean, I can't think of one specifically, I'm going to talk about a specific story. Um, but like people who call our organization up and like, um, ask if we're playing the game, if it's raining, like, yeah. like, yeah, like if it's not tweeted out, we're going to do it obviously. And, you know, they're generally older folks and I'm happy to help. I truly understand, but um, you know, just things like that, I, I would say are a little confusing, um, weird. Like I had a guy call up last week and he was asking who the probable pitchers were. And I was assuming he just wanted to know if Daniel Espino was pitching. He's a, he's a top pitcher in the guardian system, throws a hundred great tools, a sensational pitcher. And I was like, no, like Espino's not pitching. He wanted to know someone else. And, you know, I always try and politely let these people know that um you know this information is available on our website right. it's people like that people who call and, and ask if um you know the games the games being played if there's a cloud outside i mean yeah we we're, we're gonna play baseball that's our business so um you know and then i mean nothing really comes to mind you know but uh, those two things kind of kind of just make, make me wonder honestly yeah yeah that yeah i get it man um man uh this is the Pulling Tarp Podcast. Do you have any crazy tarp stories? Uh, yeah, one recently. So I'm, I'm a bigger guy. I'm, I, I like to eat a lot. And uh, we As were putting the tarp on a couple Saturdays ago. And um, my buddy Dave, who I was telling you about earlier, he uh, challenged me, you know, if I could eat, you know, this amount of pizza, you, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, throw me some cash and then pull the tarp. We had to pull the tarp 10 minutes later. So oh. obviously, you know, the idea was to eat this amount of pizza, you know, and put the tarp on and be uncomfortable and be a spectacle for every, everyone else. But I, I don't mind doing things like that. You know, it's it's uh, it's a fun challenge and, you know, it, it entertains other people. Morale is definitely important to me and other people coming to work and being happy is important to me as well. So, um, you know, I tried that. It was uh, four pieces of pizza in like 10 minutes. We had to put the tarp on at like 250 or something. And uh, I got about three, most of three through it. And um, I was just running out of time. Like the pizza was getting kind of dry and, um, you know, didn't didn't do the best. So I had to put the tarp on. And surprisingly enough, you know, I was uncomfortable when I was putting the tarp on. Don't get sure. me wrong. But um obviously had to do the game later as, as the announcer and I wasn't as uncomfortable or, um, 
unwell perhaps as I expected to be. So, I mean, it was fun, but that's probably the, the craziest one in recent memory. I mean, we've had people lose radios under the tarp and, yeah. and that sort of thing. I mean, uh, classic tales, things like that. But personally, that's probably my most interesting tarp tale. Yeah. That... Oh, man. I'm surprised you didn't hurl, honestly. No, I mean, I think people thought I would, but like I said, I'm, you know, I'm a big eater and I was hungry and I ate a, I ate a pizza, a piece of pizza, um, before. So I was really trying to eat five. And of course the piece of pizza before the, um, stipulations didn't count. So I think that's, that's what I can uh, kind of sunk me in this specific situation. There you go, man. That's funny but, though. Yeah. Um, it's, you like to have a good time for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, what are your thoughts on the Browns' moves this offseason? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I loved Baker Mayfield. He was definitely, um, you know, my one, one of my favorite players and uh, a great Brown, but um, best memories as a Browns fan. But it, they, I mean, they had to do what they did. You know, he, he, he was uh, kind of a jerk towards the end of last year, you know, running off the field. And mm-hmm. they've had issues with him before, being critical of people in the organization, training staff coaches, and didn't play well. I mean, played through the injury it's obviously a very tough situation but i mean there is an unprecedented situation where deshaun watson became available he's you know an elite quarterback in the middle of his career um obviously with some baggage but you know truly i I just want to win it ruins my life when they lose it hurts so bad you know for them to just struggle and you know everyone who's followed the nfl knows how much of a joke they've been so you know for them to do this i feel like they had to do it they have a great roster they have um, you know, both an offense and defense in place where they had to, you know, go out and, um, you know, essentially mortgage the future. And you look at the, you know, ways the last two um, Super Bowls have been won from Tampa and uh, the Rams teams importing quarterbacks, you know, yeah. um, who, who are, you know, very high-level guys. And, um, you know, you look at how the Rams won their Super Bowl specifically. They don't have a draft pick in, until, like, 25 or 24 in right. the first round. So, um, you know, it doesn't really work, so, you know. I guess, you know, time will tell, but right now it doesn't worry me that they traded those draft picks. It's been shown that it can work and not like it was five, six years ago and there's an anomaly of it working. It was last year. So I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, I, I think this is, this is the best team they've had since they've been back, since they uh, moved from Baltimore. I think this is, you know, this is, this is uh, there's no like, there's no trying to convince ourselves that, you know, the, the, the Colt McCoys of the world are going to try and, you know, get this thing right for us. I truly feel confident in, in the quarterback. And I was confident in, in Baker coming into this year, but, you know, you know, you all, there was always the thought in my head, is this guy a top 10, a top five guy? Uh, but there's no doubt in my mind that, that Watson is that guy. And obviously there's some baggage that comes with that, but I, sure. I truly just want to win. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. That's just how I feel, you know? Sure, sure. No, I, I get it, man. I mean, the Eagles for a long time had had Michael Vick so i i get yeah. it um uh so ethan where can the listeners find you on social media plug plug whatever you want yeah i mean i, I tweet sometimes you can follow me at, at ethan from ohio on social media but honestly following um the akron rubber duck social media at akron uh, i think it's akron rubber duck or something uh, that's probably because uh, I retweet a lot of our organization stuff when I pop up on our social media from time to time. So that's probably the, the you know the better spots to find me at. Uh, but at Ethan from Ohio on Twitter, you know I'll I'll tweet about baseball or or whatever is going on in my life. Okay, awesome, 
Ethan, what has been the best walk-up or warm-up song you've heard in your MILB career, and whose was it? Uh, I mean, that's that's definitely a tough question. There's there's lots to choose from. Uh, we have Kyle Marmon who comes out of the bullpen to Immigrant Song. I I'm more of a, like a heavy metal guy. Obviously, Led Zeppelin's not heavy metal, but I think that's a cool song to come into the game too. Um, there's some of the Spanish ones. I, I'm not sure what they're called, but those are always interesting. Um, we have a guy, Marcos Gonzalez, uses uses some Spanish music, or uh, Brian Rocchio, who's a, who's a pretty top uh, prospect in the Guardian system. He's a middle infielder. Those guys um, have some notable, um, you know, walk up music. Um, Will Brennan, he's a center fielder, outfielder. Really doesn't always play center field for Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland organization. Rather, he is. Uh, uh, some song that talks about a white tiger. You know, we always enjoy that one in the press box. I'm not okay. really familiar with mainstream music. I'm more of a metalhead myself. So, sure. um, you know, I those are the ones that stand out to me. But if I had to pick my favorite one off the top of my head right now, I would say uh, Kyle Marvin, who's a relief pitcher. He comes into uh, he comes out to Immigrant Song by Led by, uh, Zeppelin. I think that's okay. cool. All right. Awesome, man. Well, we'll ride out with that song. And uh, that'll be on the Pulling Tarp Podcast walk-up playlist on Spotify. Um, Ethan, thank you so much for taking the time out of your evening. I know um, your time's good as gold right now, obviously, with the, with the season underway. So, so thank you so much for taking the time. You got it, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Stay in touch. And, uh, you know, here's to a great baseball season. We just got into May. Plenty of, uh, plenty of fun times left for, for everyone listening to this involved in baseball. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Ethan. All right. Take care. You've listened to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Hello, everyone. I'd like to invite you to listen to a new podcast called Artrageous. It's a podcast about the truly outrageous stories of the art and design world. I'm your host, Carrie, and each week we'll cover stories that are just plain crazy. Join me every Thursday for a new episode with stories from art theft, fraud, crime, and mysteries to designer drama, fun conversation tidbits, and discussions about current events. Find Artrageous wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Until then, stay Artrageous. At True Crime Cast, we cover the big names and cases that everybody wants to hear. But we specialize in the small town unknown cases you've never heard of. If you're listening to True Crime Cast, you'll hear us give the details of each case and our analysis of whether or not justice is served. Find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. Y'all should go ahead and subscribe and join in on the conversation. I'm Jamie. And I'm John. This is True Crime Cast.